0: If you're feeling more like roommates than soulmates, it's time for the Legendary Marriage Podcast.
1: You long for a deep, fierce love, the stuff of legends.
0: But overwhelm, fear, and doubt keep holding you back.
1: But this is your life and your marriage.
0: This is the legacy you will be remembered for. So
1: we're on a mission to inspire and challenge you to live the adventure of a legendary marriage. This is episode 42 of the Legendary Marriage Podcast, and we are your co-hosts, Danielle and Justin Williams. This
0: is the podcast for couples who refuse to settle for an ordinary marriage. Yeah,
1: we know what it's like to want a great marriage, but not be sure where to start. So each week we're bringing you
0: inspiration, encouragement,
1: practical ideas, and of course a challenge that will help you build
0: more connection and intimacy in your marriage.
1: And we have a whole lot of fun along the way.
0: So today on the show, we have Jill Stanton, yes, co-founder of Screw the 9 to 5, and uh, she'll be sharing the importance of taking risks to do what you love with the one you love. Hey, just like us, honey. Yeah. She encourages us to jump into the crazy adventures that others are just unwilling to touch.
1: So you might be wondering what Screw the 9 to 5 really is.
0: It's a group for online entrepreneurs, you know, because it can get pretty lonely being an entrepreneur. I know we can we can kind of get in our heads and get down, and, and also it's very confusing. A lot of times you you don't know where to go or where to turn. So screw the nine to five really gives you that community and instruction on how to build your small business.
1: Yeah, so we've been a part of Josh and Jill's free community for about two years. And about six months ago, joined the Screw You program, which is their membership program.
0: And I think we're lifers.
1: I think we're lifers. We're Scroopies for life.
0: And we've always looked to Jill and Josh Stanton about how to best run a business together as a couple because it um, running a business together as a couple has its own unique challenges. It's not just your partner and you clock out at the end of the day and don't see him till tomorrow.
1: I'm very challenging.
0: <laughs> and yes, you are. But the thing is that we love about Jill and Josh is they are crazy authentic and just real about the challenges and the ups and downs. There's no plasticity. There's no putting on a good face. It's all what it is.
1: Before we jump into the interview with Jill, we want to take a minute to talk about being great parents.
0: Yeah, we all want to be great parents. And we worry if we're doing the right things or not adding too much fodder to their future therapy sessions. But as it turns out, being a legendary parent may. Be a little simpler than you think. So check it just out just maybe. It might be. It might be. So check out our free resource five practices of legendary parents.
1: Yeah, there's five really simple practices that we all tend to forget about or overlook that make family life a whole lot better. Check it out.
0: You can find this free resource at legendarymarriagecom parents.
1: Our careers and our businesses are a huge part of our lives. And they take a ton of our time and energy and they impact our marriages and our families in really significant ways. And for a lot of folks, our careers don't feel life-giving, fulfilling, rewarding. They actually can feel like uh, a never-ending treadmill, a soul-sucking kind of a drain that they're trapped in.
0: Yeah, so Jill and Josh Stanton say, screw that. So they are co-founders of Screw the 9-to-5, their slice of the internet where they teach unsatisfied 9-to-5ers how to escape their 9-to-5s and start a profitable business online without the frustration, overwhelm, and temptation to day drink. So join us in welcoming the amazing Jill Stanton to the show. (sighs) So we are joined on the podcast today by um, Jill Stanton, uh, co-founder of Screw the 9 to 5, and a traveler, sunset lover, and serial <laughs> entrepreneur. And uh, thanks for being on the show today, Jill. Thanks for having me, Scramley.
2: Yeah. <laughs> the creators of the scrambly.
0: <laughs> that's right this, oh, we're, we're part of the screw the nine to five family so we just and i like to shorten everything and since they're like family we're all scrambling. yeah we're all
1: scramily. you guys cr- created the scramble we just
0: we just coined you the term just
2: coined it but it yes. caught fire so i appreciate it yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm excited about those royalty checks, too.
2: Yeah, I mean, they're totally in the mail. They must have gotten lost. No, it's probably because you're on vacation. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Probably. Well, totally and the exchange it. rate and all that stuff, you know. Yeah,
2: it's really going to be like a few
1: bucks.
0: Yeah, Jill and Josh are, <laughs> are our Canadian friends, so yeah. there is an exchange rate. So, Josh a, is not on the show with you today, but... Still so you and Josh, you met a while ago, fell in love and all that. So what attracted mm-hmm. you to Josh in the beginning? It's
2: so funny because I, I was just telling the story. Where was I? I can't remember. I was just telling this story. Oh, team retreat. And um, I have a lean and mean team of three chicks, right? So um, we just got on the subject of how did you and Josh meet? And I always tell such a long winded version and his version is like so crappy that I'm like, no, you're not allowed to tell it. Um, <laughs> so he was in his old business back and like I met him in 2009 and he was in a, former business with a former business partner. They had a software and a bunch of digital products and stuff like that. I had no clue about this world at that time. I was in web TV. And so I knew his old business partner and his now wife. And Josh was living in Beijing managing their content or sorry, their software development team. And he was coming over to Toronto for two weeks. And they were like, oh, you have to meet our friend, Josh. And I was already moving to Australia with a girlfriend of mine. So I was like, well, is Josh hot? Because I'm like, not going to waste my time. I'm moving right, right. <laughs> priorities. Um, and they were like, don't even worry about it. He's bachelor for life. He's never had a girlfriend. I was like, perfect. Sounds great. So outcomes, Josh, wearing in these like, tr- like legit, like this color of blue jeans with this color of a red shirt. And I was just Whoa. like, what the actual F is this all about?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Aqua and red. I can't really even picture Josh in that. He was, like he just, was, such,
2: he was such a Beijing hipster when I met him.
1: Um, <laughs> a Beijing hipster.
2: He was. And so I was just like, oh, hey, Josh. And he was like, oh, good day. And I was like, what? And Josh was pretty hot. Um, and so Back he wouldn't down. talk to me. At dinner, he wouldn't sit beside me. He wouldn't sit across from me. He sat diagonal to me and wouldn't talk to me. And I was like, must have. So um, (laughs) (laughs) eventually he finally warmed up to me and we just started hitting it off. And we hung out for the next two weeks. And then he went back to Beijing and I was getting ready to move to Australia. And we kept up on Skype. And I was like, well, like, let's hang out again. What's in the middle of Beijing and Toronto? And he was like, yeah, I don't know. And I was like, Vegas, obviously. And so he flew from Beijing to Vegas for three days. And that's where we were like, do you want to be boyfriend, girlfriend? Um, <laughs> and that's where we made it official. And then he showed up on my doorstep in Australia. And it's, we've been traveling and together ever since then.
0: Oh, my awesome. gosh. I, I want to know, does he still have the aqua jeans with the red teeth? Dude, I made him throw those out.
2: He also had green and I was like, those are gone too. And then colored jeans came back into style and I was like, damn it. <laughs> wow.
0: So, so y'all got married. How did you know he was the right guy for the, for the long haul?
2: I actually knew before he even went back to Beijing. It was just something different. I don't know. He was just, it just was, it, we just clicked. I don't know. He probably didn't feel the same way. <laughs> He had never had a girlfriend before. Yeah. Like I was his first girlfriend. So I, I'm also almost, I'm four and a bit years older than him, right? So like I had definitely had a lot of boyfriends. <laughs> so oh, I had yeah. seen what I didn't want. And so when we met and connected, I was like, this is my jam.
0: Yeah. So you said you were not into the whole techie world and all of that. So how did you decide that. to go into business together?
2: Um, so I... How did it all come? So I was working. So I had a web TV show. I've had two. So at the time in Australia, my girlfriend and I were running this web TV show. We were sponsored by the Gold Coast tourism board and to kind of make ends meet, I was still bartending. And my boss at the time heard about our web TV show and he wanted to get into video marketing and social media and all that stuff. And he asked me about it. And I said, well, like, I could manage it for you. <laughs> and I put together this whole proposal. He accepted it. And I was like, Oh great. Okay. So by the way, I'm also going to quit my bartending job <laughs> to oh. do this for you. And so once that was done, that was my first profitable business doing social media marketing management for bars and restaurants. And I just started building from there. But at the same time, I'm like watching Josh make all this cash with half the work I was doing. And I was like, what's this fool doing? Like, yeah. I that. Um, and so we just kind of like towards the end of 2011, we started opening up the conversation. Like, what would this look like? And then in 2012, we we're like, let's just try and try a skincare site. Um, and so Josh would shoot like skincare reviews with me. And like, yeah, it was just, we just dove in and threw stuff out the wall and see what stuck and, and cut what didn't and scaled up what did until we had like 32 websites together. And then Whoa, from there, 32, 32 websites and not all of them made money, but sure. the ones that did really did quite well. And so from there we started people, obviously people started asking like, do you guys work anymore? And in my head, I'm like, I work more than you. yeah <laughs> And so we, on our wedding week was when we had the idea for the screw. Cause we were just going to blog about it to show we were moving to Thailand and we wanted a way to share our story. And so on our Costa Rican balcony for our wedding, a couple rums in um, we were like, what would we call it? And I was just like, screw the nine to five. And <laughs> we were like, oh, I wonder if that's available. And we registered there it right then and there and had no clue what we were doing for like the first year. And then finally, kind of like, finally started hitting our stride. We launched it in 2013. And by 2014, we're finally making money with it.
1: So in all these things, like there's, you do what you're good at in a certain way. (laughs) But underneath it, there's some big why, some like a deep immovable reason that you've chosen the path that you're on. Mm-hmm. And I'm really curious what yours is.
0: Obviously but they're passionate. On- screw is in their Were is in their <laughs> <laughs> like, Screw it! <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, do you mean in entrepreneurship in general or with the screw? With the screw. Mm. My So for me, I believe in that movement. Like I really, I'm the worst employee you could ever hire. So I really believe in the power of calling the shots in your own life. Like I can't stand when people complain to me about their job and I'm like, you have power over that. Like you could do something about this. Um, and so I love being able to give people the tools and the education and just the motivation they need to actually make these changes in their lifestyle and actually create a life they want to live, not a life they think they have to live. Mm. Um, and so that's my main driving force behind it.
1: Yeah.
0: What do you think it's the biggest like, obstacle that some of your customers face into just screwing the nine to five and doing their own thing? What do, what do they come up against that they kind of uh, back, back away from?
2: I think a lot of people think it's like stuff like tech, but it's actually mindset, self-belief. So mm-hmm. many people struggle with self-doubt. I still struggle with it. Um, the fear of putting yourself out there. What are people going to think if this doesn't work out? I think is a big one. I think there's a lot of fear around like, um, well, I don't want to screw my family over financially or make any wrong decisions there. Like I have to take care of them. Um, so I think 90% of it is mindset, but it gets masked by, well, I don't know how to set up a website or I don't know how to do this or that, but really what it all boils down to is that belief in yourself that you have what it takes and you're resourceful enough to figure it out because there's information everywhere. Like information is so cheap online now, right? It's, you can find it everywhere. So, um, what I really think it boils down to is that self-belief. And that's why I'm so big on having people like, as you guys know, this, uh, woman, Heather Gray, who's inside screw you, who's our screw shrink. And, uh, the reason we brought her on is to help people with that because it's such a sticking point for people and it will take them down faster than any t- tech sure. pickup ever could.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're really speaking to fear, like, you know, people feel fail- failure or their friends mm-hmm. disowning them or they're letting their family down or whatever, yeah. just a fear kind of thing. Have you guys yeah. ever faced anything scary or that you were fearful of in, you know, diving into your own businesses? For sure. I mean,
2: a lot of our friends and family didn't get it right. So they would poke fun at it, which is fine, whatever. I'm, I have a thick enough skin now, but, um, a lot of financial stress, like let's, let's keep it real. This is a hard road to take for a lot of people, right? There's ups and downs. You have to be a certain kind of crazy to put up with it. Um, and so in 2015, when the screw was still building, like in early 2015, we ran into like, a really stressful I thought it was really stressful Josh was like it's fine Um, (laughs) a really stressful slash tight time financially in our business and we got hit with a big tax bill and then we were had moved from Thailand to Vancouver, which is drastically different, like the cheapest place on earth versus the most expensive city in Canada. Um, so it was a lot to handle for me at least. And that was probably one of my most stressful periods. I just had so many moments of breakdowns and crying and Mm. definitely drove Josh up the freaking wall during that time. But you have to have a sort of, um, a really, strong stomach to be able to go through that and still stick it out. And I feel like that's where um, a lot of people can, can stress out and that will make or break people. You know what I mean? Like you're either going to plow through that and be resourceful and get scrappy and figure out a way to work through it and make money. Or you're going to fold during that time because it really tests your resilience and your dedication to this.
1: Sure. Yeah, You're touching on something. One of the big reasons we really wanted to have you on the show is just you and Josh are such a great team. Mm -hmm. You are, you're both very different people. Yeah. You know, I I think uh, uh, introvert, extrovert, the talents and skills, Mm -hmm. the all of it, you have such different perspectives on things. And, Mm -hmm. and one of the pieces you just mentioned is just the notion of like, when one person is losing their stuffing, yeah, and the other person is able to hold, you know, hold faith or hold hope or or just hold the line and hold yeah. space for that. And I, I just, I, I just, I love the way you touched on that.
0: Yeah, how is yeah, how are you two different when you work together? Like, how do you complement each other? And, and
2: I don't. I don't um, discount the fact that we have a very unique situation, you know, like our personalities jive super well together and they complement each other in such a big way. His skill strength is not mine. Mine is not his. And so we really cover a lot of ground for each other. Um, but we've learned over the years, I mean, I'm not going to pretend that the first two years of our business was not just such a cluster of um (laughs) emotions yeah (laughs) there were times where i was like this is not fun i don't know if we're gonna stay married this sucks um but we really had to get clear on we got really really Serious about dividing our roles and then owning our roles and not going into the other person's lane. Like Josh has not come into my lane and I do not go into his. I trust he has his side of things and he trusts that I have my side of things. Now, this has evolved even more. So, you know, before this week, he was in charge of like tech automation strategy and the education side of our business. And I was like content, communication, copy, and coverage. I call coverage this stuff, like interviews, features, that sure. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and recently, cause we're starting another business, we've just been like trying to figure out how are we going to have the time to do this? It means a lot to us to try and do this. It means a lot to Josh to start that business. And so we've actually kind of like divided the businesses now. So I run the screw and screw you. And he still has a say in it, but it, I have the deciding, I have the final decision, essentially. Yeah. Like I run the team, I run the membership site, I run the entire brand and he is running the entire new business. And I have a say in that, but it is his project. So now not only have we divided roles, but now we've also divided businesses so we can kind of double down and, and do both without sacrificing one or the other.
1: Yeah. So, so that's a really interesting point. How do you create the kind of alignment between the two of you that, that, that produces that kind of trust? Like, okay, you've got your piece. I've got mine. I'm going to, I'll speak into it, but, but leave it to you. Like how do you Um, create that alignment? Trust. Yeah.
2: Right. Trust and communication. That's, identify knowing that that person has a vested interest and doesn't want to drop the ball. Like he knows that I'm committed to the screw. He knows that it is more my thing than it is his. Mm -hmm. I believe in the vision. I mean, he believes in it, but it is my, I love it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It is the movement I want to build. And while he very much believes in it, he also very much wants to build other businesses. Like, We've gotten this business to the point, it's been almost five years where we have this power team And they can help me run the operations of the business so he can step away finally and do something he really, really wants to do. And I feel like that was kind of a source of friction in the business and in our marriage in that he really wanted to go build the second business, but the screw just wasn't at a point that would allow him to step away. It was still really dependent on him. And so that was causing some friction in that he was like, well, I want to go do this thing, but this business needs me. Mm. So now that it's at the point where it's rolling, Um, it's profitable. It makes money. We have a power team. It is what it is. Like he finally has the freedom to be able to go do that. But that came from a lot of communication, a lot of hard talks, a lot of transparency with our team to say, this is what's happening now. Um, and a lot of trust, like I know that I can still talk to him about, about the screw, but he is always going to say to me, he just said it to me before he left to go hit the co-working space or the cafe Sorry, And I was saying like, what do you think I should do about this? And he's like, well, you have the final say, but here's what I would do. And I was like, God, I, I love that you say that. And I also don't love that you say that because I just want you to tell me what you would do. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, just having those hard conversations and like not shying away from that. Um, And showing up and being open, I think that's a big one. A lot of people, I would think, at least this is how it played out in our marriage for a while, is like you go in wanting a certain outcome, and if you don't get it, it causes friction and fights. Mm
1: -hmm. But
2: when you stay open and communicative and honest with what you truly want and like how you can create it together. I feel like that's where the power comes in and where you can really unite as not only just a married couple, but you know, business partners. Yeah.
0: yeah I wonder what does it look like? You guys are ha- doing all these businesses and everything. What does it look like to just be Jill and Josh, the couple, like, is there any Jill and Josh outside of the business world? For sure yeah.
2: yeah, of course, otherwise we'd just be business partners right now i 'm not going to lie this year's been mental for us we've been we did sixteen trips this year once it 's all done and it 's all been business except for one um, so that's a been intense, and we 're definitely slowing things down now that we 're going to have a family. But like, of course we take weekends off. We took a month off. Um, we're going to Australia to see his family. Like we really prioritize. I'm never going to sacrifice me and him for a business. Like that will never, I would shut this down way faster than I would Mm -hmm. ever let something happen to our relationship. Because even though I love the business, it doesn't mean more to me than he does. So he is always my priority. If it came to like, it's either me or the screw, I'd be like, bye. <laughs> bye. Yeah. I love you. I'll be back. But I, he's my, he's my priority.
0: I love just like the word that comes to mind is fierce. I love how fierce you are yes. about your love for Josh and for your business and for everything else. And you just kind of breezed it in there, but you're, <laughs> um, you're, you're going to be a family of three here soon. Yeah. And, um, I need all
2: the tips guys. I'm frightened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be soon. I'm going to be hitting screw you to not talk business, but to be like calling all parents, give it to me straight. Yes. What should
1: I expect? Yeah. <laughs> It'll
0: be your craziest new endeavor ever. Yeah. Like
1: and, and you've totally got this. Yeah. You've totally got this. Yeah. So I sent
2: had not- an email to our accountant being like, a nanny is an, a business expense, right? <laughs> Just,
0: I feel like I would say like, yeah, that is, that is the way to go. If you guys are able to do that for sure. But seriously, have you thought about like, what are your businesses going to look like when you're a new parents?
2: Yeah. Well, I, I'm not kidding. I'm really going to, I'm going to hire an nanny because I don't want to try and be the chick who tries to do it all by herself. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want that. Like, I don't want to be tired. I don't want to be stressed. I don't want to be short. I want to enjoy the whole process. And I still want to have time to build something that matters to me. Um, So I'll take a month off or six weeks off, whatever that looks like. Our team obviously already knows. I roll with a really lean and mean trifecta of chicks who are all believers and they're driven to help us accomplish this dream. And so they know, like they, I've been very open. Like I expect a lot they're down with that. They know that I want to be able to manage both of this, but also have time for our family. So I'm going to take three day weekends next year so that we can have like baby days for three days of the week and then have our business for four days of the week. Um, have a nanny for five hours a day just so I can, I can have a healthy balance and enjoy it because I don't want to just be a mom and I don't want to just be an entrepreneur. I want to be both. And Mm -hmm. I want it to kind of, I obviously will need to practice how to manage that time because I don't know what I'm doing. But um I, I'm I totally believe we can make it work. So Oh yeah. yeah. And you and guys travelers.
0: Just... You such travelers, you said you've been 16 different trips this year. Crazy. And like, what is that gonna look like with a little one? That'll <laughs> nothing be
2: nothing remote. Like next year we have three. So <laughs> like drastically cutting it down. Um this year was too much. We went into it with like, we want to do this and this and this and this and grow big and make all this money and get coached here and go to this event. And this year I'm like, okay, I've done all that. Now I want some peace and freaking quiet, um, Mm -hmm. and some downtime. And, um, the business Josh is setting up has nothing to do with our faces, our names, nothing like that. So it's much more manageable on our time. So that once it's rolling, he's already working with a content writer. Um, Once that's rolling, like he can step away and enjoy time with our family. And I know that the screw, I know that the screw you family, they will understand. Like, I know everyone is mad supportive and I know that they would encourage me to take time off as I have a baby. I know that. So I'm not too concerned about that either. Um, I know that we have a really supportive community of people who get it. So I, I know that it'll be more than fine.
0: I feel like I, I can't wait to see the little t-shirt that says like, you know, the newest scroopy. Yeah. the newest <laughs> scroopy. <laughs> The newest scroopy. Um, So you guys, you, it sounds like you're always dreaming the next dream or like mm. taking time to like, what, what could the next step be? What could the next part of the vision be? What are you guys dreaming about right now beyond, you know, obviously the next couple of months?
2: Um, Next year, I'm really excited for, we're really going a lot or diving deeper into a lot of offline events. So we're going to be doing a lot of free meetups, which we're calling screw ups. Um, So (laughs) Madison, as you know, Madison's on our team. She is handling that whole system. She created such a sick system for it. We just had our second screw up the other day in Vancouver and it was awesome. Um, And so we'll be doing a lot more of those. We have one scheduled in Portland, Seattle, Seattle. Uh, where else does she have them San Diego LA not just hosting one in Austin or Houston Renee's hosting one in Dallas like we're starting to go global we're hosting one in Brisbane. I'm really excited about it and then uh, also next year we have these things that I'm super pumped about retreat style so, Our first one will be in Costa Rica. So it's called Screw Costa Rica. Um, (laughs) And that'll be five day retreats, all inclusive. So you just get there and we take care of the rest. And it's more so like two one one coaching and masterminding and done with you implementation so that you can create and map out and start executing on a, a plan or a blueprint to double your business the next year. So I'm stupid excited about that one.
0: All right, so
1: yeah, I saw that mentioned at one point. And I was like, "Um, yes, There we please. go. There we go.
2: <laughs> yeah, it'll be so much fun. I'm I'm really looking forward to it.
1: Um, Yeah, I was just thinking. I, I love the way you bring such intentionality. You were talking about it with with planning for for the baby, but mm-hmm. also in the business. Like you're you're growing a business by by bringing greater focus to it. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was only maybe two months ago or so. You kind of had a hey, this is this isn't working. I gotta yeah. make a shift. And I, I'm wondering if you could speak to just that that shift sure. for a moment.
2: Yeah. Um, our at the beginning of this year, our whole goal was financially driven, and I put it out there to the family to break it all down last year. Like this is how we're gonna hit two million dollars because look at us. Um and it felt so heavy the minute I put it out there and it just caused me to like spiral, being like, I hate that we did that and I hate that we are focusing like making it more of a money-driven mm-hmm. brand. Like I want to bring it back to the heart and what it is, which is community, and it doesn't all need to be money. The money will come, like I'm so sure of that. Mm-hmm. It does come, you know, I've seen it. Um Even though we took our focus off that, our business is still up by 30% from last year. Like The money happens when you do what you love and you stay focused and you work on what matters to your business. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, so the point you're talking about is last, this May, I just like hit a wall and I was just like, I hate everything.
1: This episode of the Legendary Marriage Podcast is brought to you by the Through Every Storm campaign.
0: Yeah, Justin and I wanted to create an opportunity for the legendary marriage community to come together and help those who have been affected by the recent hurricanes. Um, So we've created these awesome t-shirts.
1: And a hoodie and a coffee mug. Can we just
0: talk about the t-shirts for a minute? Sure, sure. Because they're those tri-blend
1: t-shirts. Oh yeah, this is the good stuff, baby.
0: They're like, the, I feel like throwing around all my other t-shirts,
1: yeah. honestly. So it's, it's great quality merchandise and it, on it is written, uh, through every storm, we stand together. And so it's a declaration of uh, commitment to your marriage. Like we are going to stand together shoulder to shoulder. And we're going to stand with those folks who have gone through devastating storms with Hurricane Harvey and Irma and, and all the storms of life that come along. So all the proceeds go directly to the American Red Cross to help people who have gone through those kinds of storms.
0: And the truth is, you know, whether you're going through a storm of nature or a storm in your marriage, um, it's important to stand together. So go ahead and grab those now at legendarymarriage.com slash store.
1: Now back to our interview with Jill Stanton.
0: That's how I need to just
2: get perspective. And I feel like I always need to be honest with the screw you family to be as transparent as possible. I believe that the best leaders are vulnerable and transparent. And so that's the way I choose to lead. And so I just needed to be honest about it and say, this is what we set out. This is what you guys have been asking us about it. It feels so heavy. I hate that I did that. Um, I'm going to switch it around and I'm going to take charge and, and kind of build this the way I think it should be built, which is from the heart focused on community um, and take my focus off all the cash, which just felt so gross and it felt so internet markety, Like we were trying to prove something in order to be worthy of people joining screw you. Like it just felt so. And so I just said, I was, I'm sure you guys watched it. Like I was like, yeah, I hate this. I hate everything right now. Like I need to step away from the screw and I need some time away and you know, I need to readjust my priorities and get back on track with what the screw really is. And once I did that, everything just started
1: falling into place. And, and how did you and Josh get aligned in, in that, that moment when you kind of went, you know what, this is not right. This is not working. Yeah. We need to readjust. How did you guys navigate that?
2: you'll always feel when something is off because it always feels hard or heavy. Right. And so honestly, it was one time we were out for drinks and I just said, does the goal of 2 million feel super heavy? And he was like, yeah. And so literally that was that we were like, okay, if it feels heavy, something needs to change. What is it that needs to change? Okay. We don't like this. Like we were doing coaching. Okay. Or well, we were doing like group coaching, which had certain, Things we had to do, it just felt that felt heavy, so boom, that's gone. This feels heavy, boom, that's gone too. The live show, that felt heavy, that's gone. Starting into a podcast next week. You know, like we just started identifying what are the things we don't want to do anymore, what feels heavy, and what will make us enjoy this business more. Also, that's where the whole um, decision for Josh to start building the second business and like me taking the reins of the screw, all of that happens like all of these breakthroughs happen because of breakdowns really um and so once you recognize okay something's off this isn't enjoyable it feels stressful and heavy what is off and how can we address it and how can we fix it to get back into the flow and having feels having things feel enjoyable again because what's the point in investing this much of your time energy and effort into something you don't even enjoy it feels so
1: Mm. wrong I think the same thing can be said for marriage as you're talking about in terms of business and it's the same thing in a marriage.
0: Yeah, I was I was just wondering like it makes so much sense just to do things that flow out of your strength and your ease and everything like that, but I'm sure a lot of times in the business world it's like no, you got to meet your financial goals and you got to but it can be like an overflow. Like if you're doing what feels good and what you're good at, it's just going to reflect it. So that's just
2: Yeah. And I feel like, well, and this is certainly the case in, in marriage. We're lucky because I mean, we've never had that big of issues in our marriage. Like we're best friends, you know, we spend an insane amount of time together that I feel like would force more, most couples to get divorced because they'd be like, Oh my God, I hate this person now, but (laughs) um, I can't get enough of them still, you know, like we're just best buddies. And so for the business side of things, one thing we've always been good at is sorting through information that or advice other people give us and figuring out what resonates with us and then tweaking it to fit our, our beliefs or what we want for our life. And I feel like this year, especially in the first half of it, I let other people's Mm -hmm. advice and preferences infiltrate and kind of influence our own decisions. And Mm -hmm. so taking back the reins and stepping more back into our power was like that was a key one for us and actually it was prompted by Madison who's on our team and she said when are you gonna take your effing power back and I was like
1: as
0: you
1: you hear the mm, like yeah. that is an incredibly powerful question
2: yeah and what? I she it took me out at the knees and I was just like good <laughs> question <laughs>
0: well and you spoke to like something that is easy for you guys and it just comes naturally is just the community that you guys Mm. build around you and sometimes as entrepreneurs you can kind of feel like you're on an island by yourself Mm. and you're just super vulnerable and um what's so important about community for the screw the Mm. nine to five
2: it's the heartbeat to me that is exactly what it it's the heartbeat of the movement it's Entrepreneurial loneliness is a thing. You know, you feel super lonely when your friends and family don't get it, when people subtly undermine what you do, or if people ask, you know, what will you do if this doesn't work out? Or are you still working? Or I thought you worked for yourself. Or, you know, all of these ridiculous questions that are just designed to make you feel like crap about what you're trying to do. And it's hard when people don't get it because let's keep it real this stuff takes sacrifice. Um, and like we were saying a strong stomach to be able to handle the ups and downs. And if you don't have people who get that in your life, it is going to feel miserable. And we experienced that back in 2012. And we joined a community called the dynamite circle, which was for digital nomads. And a lot of them were out in, in Thailand, in Southeast Asia. And so that's why we went out there. And it was like the minute we got involved in that community it was like we found our home Mm -hmm. and it was because of that experience that the screw eventually evolved into something like that because we knew how pivotal that was for us I loved nothing more than being able to go out for dinner and talk shop with people who got it and didn't like complain or like Cut us down if we had to pull a weekend work session. Like I love the support and encouragement that comes when people are surrounded by people also changing, chasing a similar dream. And so I wanted to create something like that because the dynamite circle was the first time I'd ever seen it. Um, and I was like, Ooh, I want to, I feel like I could lead something like that. And Mm -hmm. so I just haven't stopped trying to finesse it since I, since I left that community to start our own.
1: What's it, The Screw has been a powerful influence in in our lives and a a big piece of why we launched this Mm -hmm. legendary marriage and everything. And so I think you've hit the nail on the head, Jill.
0: Well, and I think a lot of people don't know that they're designed to be in community. So, like, I, I agree. And so they probably sign up going, oh, I'll get all this information and take in all the e-courses and da da But they're like, no, this is what, this is the real stuff right yeah. here, community. And,
2: and same with your stuff. Like as you guys continue to develop it out, like people will come for the stuff, but they'll always stay for the community. Yeah. And it's so funny because I've talked to so many members now who are like, I think I've done maybe one course in there and like yes. attended one hot seat or something like that, but the reason I stay is the scrambling. Like you guys said, yeah, it's, yeah. it's what keeps people because why would you want to leave a group of people who get it and are there to support you and make you feel like you belong? You would never want to leave that. Excuse me. Leave yeah. that. Yeah.
0: So, so in our, in our circle, we always talk about legacy. Um, so like when you, you know, 20 years down the road or whatever, when you're retired, it's like, what's the legacy, what's the imprint that you guys want to leave on this world? Mm
2: connection, hands down, resonance, Mm -hmm. resonance and connection. Oh, how would I phrase that? I need something catchy, (laughs) Uh, but truly just like I facilitated a community of people, a family of people who had each other's backs and formed relationships, started dating, like formed business partnerships, met their best friends you know, like an idea we had was the catalyst for a new way of doing business online and a new way of connecting with people. That's what I hope to leave, but I don't know if I'll ever retire, but I'll definitely take more time <laughs> off so, like, and, and you. Legacy, anytime soon. Yeah,
1: when we talk <laughs> about legacy, it's not so much like, okay, this is what's written on your tombstone as it is yeah. just how you live, the way you live. Mm. It's so much more important. What you're talking about is so much more important than, you know, a trust fund or a, you know, of a a fortune left behind.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'll just be like, I got to hug as many people as I could Mm. that I met online. I got to take it offline. I got to connect people, build relationships, allow them to build relationships. I held a space for people to better their lives through relationships and business.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. So this is the legendary marriage podcast. So yeah. we, we got to get the million dollar question. What do you guys think it takes to build a legendary marriage?
2: Communication, trust, and commitment. Like I, even if Josh and I get into a fight, I know it's not the end. Right. Cause I have, I know he's committed. We have that trust. And I know that even if that communication fails in that moment, we will always come back to who we truly are, not just husband and wife, but we are truly best friends. Like uh, one time last year, it was so sad. This probably sounds so sad to anyone else. We were like, is it weird that we just like hanging out together more than hanging out with anyone else? Um, <laughs> is that sad that we'd prefer to hang out alone, <laughs> like in our house, like a bunch of shut-ins. Yeah. Um, versus you know it doesn't going sound
1: weird that. here
0: i think a lot of people long for that yeah. shut in kind of experience where they look over and they're like uh him again you know yeah. i think they would love that feeling like as of right
1: now we've been on the road for three weeks wow two of us and our two kids we've been visiting family and it's it's heaven
2: yeah it's absolute
1: heaven that. Just be together. Totally... Well, you guys
2: seem like you have such a good dynamic. Like, I can't wait to meet you both in person because yeah. I feel like the the way you guys talk about each other, the way you show up together, I just feel like you guys have what so many people want as well. You know, this like strong family unit, this, this level of faith, this cool relationship and, and vibe together. I feel like you also encapsulate mm-hmm. exactly what you're trying to put out there. So well, thanks. So stop- Props to you guys, yeah.
0: So um, how can our listeners find you guys? Um, Because I'm sure everybody's falling in love with you on this (laughs) podcast. So how can we find you and what are you doing?
2: Yeah, the easiest way is to come join our free Facebook group. So that's just over at screwcommunity.com. And then if you want to go to the site and actually listen to the podcast or check out any training, then that's screwtheninetofive.com. All spelt out,
1: no numbers. And I would highly encourage you to to do that.
0: Yeah, and of course we'll include that in the show notes so yeah. you can get connected with Jill and Josh Stanton. Thanks so much for being on the show today.
2: Thanks for having me on guys. It was so great chatting with you.
1: Hey, bonus round. Oh no. Oh, round. Really quick, what would you say to to uh, a couple or or even if it's just one of them
0: mm-hmm. when
1: they're they're talking about they're navigating that place of I want to go, I want to quit my nine to five and go start something because mm. there's so many times when there's so much, I saw it with my parents. My mom was scared to death of my dad starting something. So what what would you offer to those couples?
2: I think it has to start at strong communication. Like you have to explain why you want to do it. You may not know what you want to do yet, but I feel like communicating why behind it, like I want to do this because it means this to me or because I want to do this. Like if you can be honest and open about it and you can allow the other person to be honest and open about how they feel about it and still take it into account, but continue to do what you want to do and what you love and what lights you up. Because if not, that's going to breed resentment and that's going to eat away at your marriage anyways. And so Mm -hmm. I feel like it's important to strongly communicate honestly what you want to do and allow the person to do the same and then honor and respect their position, but also not kill your own dream Yeah, and still honor what is like that little whisper inside you that is screaming for a change. I feel like you still need to honor that, but do it in a way that works for your relationship. So maybe you carve out a day, an hour a day, or maybe you use the weekends, or maybe you get up an hour before they do or go to bed an hour later. Whatever that is, like allowing that freedom for them to express their thoughts but also have the belief in yourself to still be able to do it and commit to it right because if you say you're going to do it and then you waffle about it it's just going to cement in their mind they're not really serious or they're not really going to do it or i knew that or you know so really having again i feel like it all comes back to honest transparent uh communication that is like Mm -hmm. for me ground zero for anything any successful relationship it just it all starts from that
1: Okay, so I wish I was Canadian. A <laughs>
0: <laughs> After all that, that's what you have to say, you just wish you were Canadian. Well, I no, think I no. I think the huge takeaway was um just Jill's uh ridiculously awesome fierceness about loving Josh in the way that she yeah. would just um Nobody is going to f- sacrifice their marriage over building a business together cuz you and I yeah. know that running a business together can be kind of all consuming if you let it be.
1: Yes, yes it can. <laughs> and it's a it's a great way to create a lot of conflict. But anyway, thing that that I really took out of the 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 whole interview and it's this. Your career is a is a piece of life that is there to serve your marriage and your family and your relationship, not to sacrifice your family, your marriage, your kids, whatever it is in service of your career. Now I I absolutely want you to follow your dreams and all that. I want you to have a fulfilling, rewarding career where you're, you're making a difference in the world. And I want you to want that for me Mm -hmm. in service of us.
0: Yeah. I was just having a conversation with one of my girlfriends the other day. And how often do you have goal after goal after goal for your career and you will go after it no matter what you're going to have the perfect job, the perfect boss, the perfect company or whatever. And you relentlessly go after it. Um, But my question is, like you said, in service of like, are you going to sacrifice your family over it? And like, In your family, don't you have goal after goal after goal that you are relentless about pursuing? Yeah. My guess is maybe not. And so a lot of times in a lot of relationships, careers are like the trump card. It's like, well, the trump card is the career. Sure. And the family takes the back burner. Sure. And I love how Jill just said, "Uh, no, that is not happening in our relationship. Come. Bleep. High water. It's us, and then the business comes second.
1: Yeah. So, I love it. Yeah. Um, so here's the challenge for this week have a conversation about what kind of career or business dreams you have. You know, if you could start a business together, what would it be? What would it look like? And what's exciting about that, that vision?
0: Come join the conversation in our free community on Facebook. It's a private group for men and women to support, encourage, inspire, and share about transforming your marriage from ordinary to legendary.
1: You can find us by searching Legendary Marriage Group in Facebook or visit legendarymarriage.com slash community.
0: And you can find this episode and the show notes at legendarymarriage.com slash 042.
1: Don't forget to jump on iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review the show so we know how we're doing and other couples can find us. Have a good week. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Legendary Marriage Podcast. We're thrilled to have you with us on the adventure.
0: This is Danielle and Justin reminding you, don't settle for an ordinary marriage.
1: Make yours legendary.